Hey you, Nina here. This episode is going to play with diversifying your identity, taking your identity and exploring how to experience yourself as a more diverse individual without shaming yourself and without shaming others. Have a journal on hand or a good friend to dialogue with what comes up for you in this episode. And if you can't play with this today, well, that's okay too. But for now, I am curious. You ready to play? Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina El Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's take a breath. So let's dive in today talking about identity. I'm going to start with a story. I was with a professional in the field, right? I'm a therapist in case you don't know, and that wasn't obvious. I'm also an empowerment coach and here we go. So I'm sitting with a professional also in the field and we're talking about how do we diversify leadership in the organization. And to be clear, I'm a part of several organizations. Um, so don't think you know which one I'm talking about, although you might. But I'm sitting there talking with them about leadership in the organization. And uh, this person identified as white. And one of the things that I, I noticed they kept leaning into is they just said, because we're just full of white people, we're just full of white people, we really need to have more diversity. And I said, okay, so when you say diversity, what do you imagine? And their response was something akin to, you know, we've got to have more black people. We've got to have more brown bodies. We've got to have like people from, from different places. And I was like, okay, so when you say different places, what do you mean? Like nationality or like, like places in the U.S. like geographically? And, and we, you know, the conversation continued in this direction as I'm trying to parcel out when one says diverse, what exactly does one mean? I asked them this, and I guess let's give this person a character name as we love to do in our episodes when we don't have them here. We're going to call this person Penelope. Penelope, after this conversation, I leaned in and I said, you know, when we think about diversity, I think about Pamela Hayes' addressing framework. And in the addressing framework, she has this great acronym, which is literally A-D-D-R-E-S-S-I-N-G. And I want you to head to Google so you can look it up. She's got a variety of resources out there. One in particular is the Connecting Across Cultures, the Helpers Toolkit. And it uses this addressing model um, in it in order to deal with, right, quote unquote, cultural complexities. And how do we do that when we're in practice? But for the, for the everyday person, I want you to look at the addressing model but I'm gonna tell you a little bit about it here. A is for age. D is for disability, either acquired um, in birth or acquired later in life. R is religion, E is ethnicity. Both of the S's are for sexual orientation and socioeconomic status. 
I is for indigenous, N is for nationality, and G is for gender. And to be clear, obviously, this is, this is not everything, right, that, that defines what a human being could be, but it's a dang good place to stop, y'all. So I get very excited when I think about this. Uh, shout out to Pamela Hayes. Thank you for this resource. I'm sitting there talking with Penelope and I say, you know, when you say diversity, this is the things that I'm looking at. I'm wondering, not just are we a different skin colors, right? Which is what Penelope had started with. I said, I think that's important because it shows that I have somebody who looks like me. And that's important that I know that I have someone in leadership that looks like me, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that they have the same situation or background as me because we're diverse beings. And so if we use that, that framework, that model that Pamela has offered us with Penelope, I was able to say, you know, what I'm really looking for in leadership is to make sure, do we have people who are only in their thirties, you know, only in their forties, only in their sixties, or do we have a diverse array of age, right? Do we have people who understand what it is to identify as having a disability, whether that's from birth or acquired later in life? What about different religions? You know, we can have people of all different colors and all of the same religion. And how would that hinder our organization from really calling itself diverse? Ethnicity, different ethnic backgrounds, right? And if I grew up in the place of my ethnicity is very different than if I moved away and grew up in a different place with a different culture than my ethnic background or origins, right? Oh, <laughs> nuance, my friends. And then we keep going, right? And I'm thinking... I want people from different socioeconomic backgrounds so that we understand who has what benefits and what the privileges are and what the struggles are of different socioeconomic mindsets, what the experience of that entails. I want people of different sexual orientations. I want people to be able to explore and lean in on this so that we don't have this sort of mononormative society, right? Um, I, I want that. We keep going, right? Can we? And this is a tricky one. Can we have people of indigenous origin? And how far back can we look at that indigenous origin and say, yes, yes, you do have indigenous roots, right? Because how many of us come from tribes that were existing hundreds of years ago versus literally in the past hundred years? Different and yet, right? How can we embrace that and sort of lean into these different identity pieces that may live on in the human beings with you today? Yes, I want different nationalities whenever possible, different nationalities, and of course, different uh, genders, right? To be open to the idea of different genders. Oh, and it doesn't end there, y'all. It does not. <laughs> but what Penelope shared back with me after I sort of, you know, leaned into this in, in a very playful way that this was my vision of, you know, what it really meant to have a diverse leadership um, in a diverse city, right? Not a, not a monocultural city, but a diverse uh, cultural city. And Penelope said back to me, you know, I hadn't realized that when I was thinking of diversity, I was sort of seeing it through this white lens and my white identity has so much spotlight on it right now that in a negative way, right? And it was very important that she said that to me, spotlight in, in a shameful way that Sometimes all I want is to know that there are different people around me so that maybe they won't notice that I'm white. Maybe I can blend in a little more. And when she said that, it made me, it made me sad. It made me sad because there's some shame there, right? 
And I'll be honest with you, this was not my first run-in with a white identifying person who felt uncomfortable in their skin. At the same time that many are trying to discover how do I create more space for diverse narratives, the struggle for some is this assumption that this also means minimizing yourself. It reminded me of a girl I knew once upon a time. We'll call her Naima. She had the most beautiful dark skin. And she spoke to me about how she struggled to fit in, not just in our organization, but also within the black community because she felt like a spotlight was on her in a negative way. She stood out and this was her telling me this. She wished her skin were lighter because she felt that she'd be more accepted. And it's not the only time that I've heard a black identifying person who felt uncomfortable in their skin. When I was a kid, and it wasn't until actually doing this episode that I even remembered this, y'all. So t- take a walk with me down memory lane. When I was a kid, I remember saying that I didn't want to get too tan in the summer because then I would look dirty. And I didn't want to look dirty. That's important that we know that those narratives exist all of these narratives for people based on their skin color. Because here's the thing, neither myself, nor Naima, nor Penelope got to choose what color our skin would be. But we all have to engage with the stories that the world has thrust upon us because of our skin color. And not just the people in the stories that I have just told, but this also includes you. You listening. You have to engage with the narratives that exist in this world, regardless of what your skin color is. It exists, period. We can't brush it under the carpet. We can't hide it in the closet. That is the very definition of trauma. We have to take it out, shine a little light on it, and see what we can do to move forward. Because I want to live in a world where we ask ourselves, how do we learn to love the skin that we're in, regardless of the narratives that are thrust upon us? How do we learn to love the skin that other people are in, regardless of the narratives that we've been taught? We're nearing the end of the episode, and I'm wondering, what's your takeaway? Let me know what you're playing with. Head over to HoustonCreativeArtsTherapy.com slash podcast, especially if you want to share your own moment or if you have comments about this episode. For those of you who enjoy a bit of self-exploration for this upcoming week, I'll leave you with a question. If you do not identify as within a diverse community, if you do not identify as diverse, how can you begin to explore the idea that there may be ways you can diversify? If you do identify as diverse, as a part of a diverse community, in what ways are you diverse? In what ways can you diversify? And how can you share your diversity. I recognize that last one is a bit of a challenge, but it comes from my own perspective and lens and spot as a person of color. Me sharing my stories is some of the most bridge, intensely bridge connecting moments 
mostly because they're not intense. It's just me sharing truth. So yes, there it is. I'm inviting challenge to those of you who do identify as diverse and those of you who do not identify as diverse to begin exploring what a diverse character would be like if that were you. So, good luck. That's what we planned for today, folks. Thanks for taking a minute to explore your triggers as a human. And if this has been helpful and you'd like to support Triggered Can We Play With That, please feel free to leave a rating and a review on iTunes as it actually helps other people find us when you do. Otherwise, stay curious.